0: Welcome to Riverdale Welcome to Riverdale, god damn Whew. Okay, um, season 3, episode 5, chapter 40, The Great Escape After weeks go by with no contact from Archie Veronica devises a dangerous plan to break him out of juvie. Okay, I'll have to say that Riverdale this season has kind of been doing a goddamn thing. Like, I am very, very, very pleased. Also disappointed, you know, but of course, it wouldn't be Riverdale if I wasn't. Very pleased with what they uh, what they have going on now. So this Gargoyle King storyline is... Okay, I'll say this much. After last episode where the kids played their parents, I didn't think that Riverdale could sustain that level of quality, but I've been proven wrong before, and this was one of those times. I honestly, honestly enjoyed this episode. I think that if you go back and binge watch, it'll be a smooth transition from the last episode into this one. Um, I do like that the story has continued on in a way that makes sense. We're not jumping three or four different, you know, storylines away. Um, we we moved on the very end of last episode is the very beginning of this episode. And that's cool as fuck. Archie and Joaquin and them trying to break out of jail. Uh, they get electrocuted and shot with rubber bullets. So of course, that didn't work. Uh, pretty much, Archie is still the Fight Club reigning champion, aficionado being. <laughs> Um, I really did like this episode. There's not a whole lot that I... I don't know, whatever. This, this shit was weird. So, uh, that escape doesn't work. And then, Betty ends up um, coming into a game of gargoyles and... What the hell? Gargoyles? Um, Griffins and Gargoyles play uh by Jughead, who is the game master, Cheryl and Tony, uh, then these two serpent dudes, the one gay one and then I think Sweet Pea is his name. And Jughead is made out to be like this kind of manic, uh doomsday dude who's like swept up into the game and he's doing a really good job. But what I think that uh what I think is happening is that he's actually gaining more understanding through the game, immersing himself in the game, and that's making him be come off a little odd, especially to Betty, who just was retold this story of, like, the murder of a um, principal. So, you know, cool, good, whatever. Uh, Cole Sprouse is doing his thing. Uh, Betty, one of the, if not the greatest actor on this damn show, she's still killing it. And I like these quiet moments that they're having just discussing the game. And I also like that, We find out that Eden, Edenver, whatever the fuck the name of the place is in the Griffiths and Gargoyles is actually an anagram for Riverdale. So that's good. We're moving the plot forward. We're getting new information. And I like what Jughead was saying. This would convince me that he wasn't just obsessed with the game. What convinced me that he actually knew what he was talking about is that Jughead said... This is just Riverdale, and we've been playing this game forever. Think about us, you know, Jason Blossom and, you know, us d- solving these murders and shit. It's like we've been playing a larger game. Uh His mannerisms in this, though you can't assign a mannerism to a orientation, seem very queer to me, and it fit. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, Jughead, I see you, boo. You know, he's asexual in the comics, but we'll never get that here. Uh So... I do like this. Um, all in all, I felt good watching this episode, even when it came down to the big heist. Uh, when okay, uh, the series of events Betty and Joe get talking, shit is crazy. She thinks he's obsessed, she's telling him to stop. Um, So she's like, we got nine suspects, our parents, you know, they're living, breathing, actual people, we can try to figure out who killed the principal, and because they might be the person who killed Dilton, and whatever else, okay, so then she's, like, assembling the team, which is Josie, Kevin, and for some reason, (laughs) Reggie, and I like that Reggie's getting more screen time this season, and it's not just big, dumb jock, like, he's, he's, immersed in the plot lines more and I really really appreciate that and I actually you know I don't want to speak too soon but I do like the way that Josie and Kevin are being handled in this season like so far I mean they're still you know regulated to token black girl and token gay guy but they I don't know seem to be part of the bigger picture and they they have their own thing that exists well of course within the framework of the story but kind of like off to the side their own thing with their parents and I really like that like ah I like I like that I like what we're getting from them so Betty urges them all to like talk to their parents and try to get some information out of them which she's like you know be subtle figure out what's what and everybody is pretty much like hey mom your hair is nice oh thanks baby you play Griffins and gargoyles right like everybody's just like straight to the point about this damn game and i'm like what happened to subtlety but whatever so kevin said uh kevin and josie meet with their parents uh sheriff keller or former sheriff keller former sheriff keller and former mayor McCoy. and they're all at pops cuz you know there's no applebees or anything in town it's only pops and uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, you guys. How did you get together? And this and that, and such and such." And pretty much go at them like, "Y'all played this game before." Maury McQuarrie's like, "No, I never did." And Keller is like, "Oh, I knew some kids that did, but I ain't played that shit." And then they say, "Okay, well, we want to get married." I didn't watch the last handful of episodes of season two, so I don't know why that. Why the kids had such a negative reaction to it. I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with Sheriff Keller still being married. And uh, I think Mary McCoy is still married. I think she's still married. Unless they just like retconned that out of here. But I did enjoy that. And I hope we get to see more of them. Um, Reggie, on the other hand, he is sitting in the school talking to everybody with this hoodie on and some glasses. So clearly something's up he's like, yeah, I told my dad about it. And he hit me in the head, hit me in the face. I'm just like, that was very extreme. I mean, I guess if we're going that route of the angry, abusive dad, yeah. But goddamn, like, and they haven't even cast his father. Like, um, I'd like to see, like, maybe he'll never be that important in the show. I mean, Josie's dad showed up for one dinner scene and that was it, but let me see this man. And then uh listening to Riverdames, I think he's supposed to be his dad's white, but his mom is Asian, where I just assumed both of his parents were Asian. But hell, I mean, even if that's the case, I still want to see who the hell his dad is. But then could that actually be the truth? Because when they had the flashback, Reggie was playing his dad, which I think was brought up in Riverdames. Um, so shout out to the, those wonderful gals over there. Um... This show is so fucking weird. So, Sweet Pea and then the gay serpent are, I don't even understand, what are we, like, okay, so are we at a, like, where do the serpents live? Like, there's a trailer, but then there's also a bunch of tents, and then Cheryl lives with them, and Tony as well, but it's like, Cheryl, where is your family? Like, I don't, I can't recall seeing her mom this season, except for in that, like, illuminati gargoyles and griffin's meeting that she went to and i'm just i'm so confused at what space we're existing in and furthermore how old are these fucking kids like veronica is trying everything in her power to get archie out of jail which i'm just calling it jail now there is no juvie this is a whole maximum security facility that being said when are y'all in school when do you have time to do kid things? Like, I'm it's just they're treating these characters as if they are in their twenties. Which most of them are because these are full grown adults. But like you're supposed to be playing these high school students, but you're so I mean, I can just go with it and enjoy the show, but it's like, God damn it. And then Cheryl has this like red leather serpent jacket designer. I just, I don't understand. So do you just become a serpent when you date a serpent? Because Tony was one and yeah, I don't know. Um, moving past all that unnecessary bullshit. I do like that. Cheryl is like so fucking good with a bow and arrow. Like I think she does more in this show than Hawkeye does in the river, in the river, in the Avengers. So, <laughs> I mean, kudos to them for that. Um, um, so pretty much, Veronica links up with some dude who like knows a guy who knows a guy, and gets him gets her in to see Archie, which is where she discovers that he's in this underground fight club, and even her running that speakeasy. Like, girl, how old are you? Are you going to college? What happens when you leave Riverdale? Does it? Well, I digress. So she um is dressed up in her finest Party City wig, and goes on to the. Uh, gym facility whatever the hell this is which we find out that the place that the kids are fighting in is not connected to the facility which i guess someone else other than me would have like assumed that or put it together but i was like yeah this is probably just an old pool that's not being used anymore but then what would be the point of blindfolding these kids so of course it's off campus genius <laughs> um fp finds out that Jughead knows about what happened back in the day, and the one thing I do like about this Gargoyle King storyline is that it does feel as if the kids are more competent, or more, um, not competent, they're more capable than their parents were with this whole Gargoyle King thing. Like Out of all of the shit I've seen on Riverdale, I do feel, and it is convincing, that these kids are going to figure out who the Gargoyle King is, which, more than likely, spoiler alert, it might be the... Well, no, that's not a spoiler. Might be the warning, but then we find out it's not. Um, So, pretty much, they want to break Archie out of prison. And Veronica comes up with a plan, and she goes and interrupts the other storyline about the Gargoyle King. It's like, look, I don't know what the fuck you niggas talking about, but we got to go get my boyfriend out of prison. He is in a fight club, period and everyone does it, and I do, I even like that, like, ordinarily, I'd be like, why is Archie so centered, and why is everybody doing it, and you can't drop everything for these people, and they're villains, but honestly, I do like this, I like the direction we're going with the show, and I'm okay with it, like, I'm, um, you know, watching Veronica watch Archie fight for the first time like that, was, I mean, it was cheesy, because she's like, oh, I would know those abs anyway, that's my, Archie, kids like, girl, I don't want to hear that shit, shut the hell up, but I did like what we were seeing, I like that they had those 20 minutes of love making or whatever, I like that, you know she's like, look, I'm gonna break you out of here and it's, I just, all in all this was a really good episode and I think that they're doing if we could just I I don't, I'm so scared that this is gonna be the last good episode, (laughs) like I'm convinced they know what they're doing, but then I'm like, uh, you guys have fucked up a lot in the past but I'm hoping that this third season, Rides out on a high. Um, listeners, let me know how do you feel. Uh, use the hashtag WTRPod to hit me up on Twitter, CarefreeBlurred, and let me know how do you feel about this season so far. Are you enjoying this uh, this season? Is it better than the last or the one before? Did you like? Do you like this Gargoyle King storyline? Because I'm 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 feeling it now. I'm more I'm more invested now. Now that I know that the storylines have overlapped and it's not just Archie is away in prison. So, Archie and the warden are having dinner, and Archie's like, You would even feed me after I tried to escape. So, this leads me to believe that this is a last meal. You're going to kill me like you killed Mad Dog, such and such. And, you know, the warden's answering his questions, and I I liked. This is just a good episode. Maybe it's like doing the bare minimum, you know, and I'm just like praising it for that. But this is actually good seeing Reggie dressed up in his all black and Veronica in her fake wig and them like splicing or split screening the storytelling where Jughead and the crew are in the basement or of the bunker telling their little Dungeons and Dragons story, but then it's being acted out with the, you know, the other group that's trying to break out Archie. I just love that. And even the breakout itself was dope as hell. Kevin coming into contact with Hakeem because Hakeem, taking a few steps back, stabbed Archie in the stomach before his fight with, his final fight with this new person. And I was like, man. Which Hakeem kissed him in the mouth and I was thinking so many other things. Like, before it was explained what was going on, I was thinking that Hakeem maybe was like typecast into this like lonely gay who just wants to be kissing somebody and he has fallen in love with Archie but it wasn't that I would have been so disappointed if it was what happened was that was the, like I forget what they call it the lover's kiss or Judas kiss that's what it is where the warden told him you know kill this nigga so he stabbed him in the stomach um, going back a little bit uh, further before towards the beginning of the episode where Archie tried to escape from prison the first time the warden branded him which I was like okay now this nigga gotta die there's no way you're releasing him back into the custody of his parents with this brand on his body he could never even see anyone for like because the first thing I would do was like uh they branded me in here give me the fuck about it like I I just knew he was done for then well here comes the thing that I do not like about this episode, we get Archie about to go into his final fight, find out that it is a black man, it is Mad Dog, and I am absolutely disgusted, I was shocked to see him, you know, I was surprised, I didn't, I don't know how I felt about him, well, I know how I felt about him being dead, like, that's, Look at list of the previous episodes, but as far as just like the show itself, I was like, okay, whatever. They've got rid of this black boy. It is what it is. But seeing him resurrected, so to speak for this final fight so that he can whoop Archie's ass and essentially kill him. I just was like, ah, okay, clearly this is not going to happen. Clearly they have to get out of this some kind of way. Veronica, while she's watching the fight gets discovered by her dad him and her share some words, she step on his foot, and then they start, they being like, Josie, and, and Kevin, and everybody else, just like, well, not Kevin, he's not there, Josie and Reggie, are like, throwing these smoke bombs onto the, um, pool floor, which I'm like, as a spectator, as an, you know, one of the many people there, why am I, I'm I'm gonna look over, what the fuck is going on, I'm gonna either leave, I'm like, what's this bitch doing over here? What the heck? Why? I'm going to fear for my life because now it's like, this shit is already illegal. I don't know what the fuck y'all got going on. Maybe somebody trying to kill us. I don't know. So I'm pissed because the idea is that for those of you not watching the show, there is an empty pool and at the bottom of the pool in the deep end, there is a plank or a platform that everyone fights on. The plan is to get Archie underneath the platform through the drain, and out to freedom. (sighs) This is where it falls apart for me. Mad Dog is yelling, oh, that's okay, you know, just get out of here. I'll fight off security. So let me be the magical Negro I am. Resurrect, first of all, my appearance on the show, first, was always in service of this white character, or this white presenting character, Archie. I have always been here just as a tool to navigate and help you throughout this, your stay here. Then he's killed off so that Archie can replace him, you know, as with that label of mad dog. Then he's resurrected just to be beaten the fuck up as a uh, diversion or decoy. So that Archie can get, it's like, what, what are you doing? Like, yeah, what are y'all doing with it? And then it's never explicitly said what happens to him because then we cut back to an empty pool, an empty space with just the guards and the warden removing the uh, platform. And he's like, I'll find them. Yeah. Just yelling. But I'm just like, what the fuck? What are you doing? What is, what is it? Man? Like, don't tease me with this person. Give me a little bit of backstory. He had a girl, maybe he had kids and you know, he'd been here for a while, but then that's it. Like I, I'm so tired, I'm so tired like i is he gonna show up again, and is he gonna sh- is he dead for real this time like man, I don't know, I don't know i'm just i'm disappointed in the show when it when it comes to that, but i'm I'm trying to push through it. It's hard to because it's the one of i don't know maybe two black people on the show or or an additional person in addition to the only two black people on the show, it's just like man. Y'all really are fucking up. Like, you could have just made Mad Dog a white boy. Why is he black to begin with? Is it to make, you know, more uh, representation? Like, why? But then you kill him all. Like, what are you doing with him? What are you doing with this character? What are you honestly doing with this character? Nothing. So there's a big chase, and everyone gets away, and it's a decoy and all this. Fa- like, this was a really good episode. I don't mean to sell it short because I'm really just kind of over it from the Mad Dog stuff. But all in all, we get Archie to safety, and we hear the... Okay, so our first kind of clue was that Hakeem had stabbed Archie and said that, you know, the warden said I I could ascend, But it all happened so quickly. Throughout the whole heist scene, you have Jughead referring to Archie as the Red Paladin. Um, Cool. And it isn't until the very end of the, like, heist fight scene, whatever, that the... Warden refers to Archie as the Red Paladin, which is like explicitly like, this nigga playing the game. You know, he's some kind of way connected. And that's when it like all makes sense. Okay. So then uh when they Archie gets safe in the bunker, right below where he was stabbed by Hakeem is where the uh the brand was that the warden gave him. And they look at it and everybody's like, Oh, you know, that's a little symbol from the game, whatever. Veronica calls the meeting of people who are already in the bunker, which is like forty people. She's like, nobody can talk about this. Nobody should know that we were here. Nobody knew we got rid of Archie. Nobody knew. Nobody like all is a barking these orders. I'm like, a secret between two people or three people is like hard enough. This is like forty goddamn people and all teenagers. But a lot of the stuff she was saying, I felt goes without saying. We're not going to tell someone we broke Archie out. We're not going to tell someone where Archie is. We're not going to speak about this. Like I feel like that went without saying. I mean, I mean. Maybe you had to tell people, but why would, you, that seems stupid to me, but whatever. So after all of this, um, Archie, I do like that. He's the only one who knows nothing about this shit. And this was some good storytelling. Uh, we cut to Hermione cussing out Hiram, like, you motherfucker. Nah, goddamn it. I got social services on my back. I got, you know, uh, the innocence project. I got this. I got that. I got all these people because of child labor laws and whatever else she was saying. And then <laughs> Veronica walks up the door. She said, and then she gets here. And it was just like going back and forth. And I was like, she puts on her, Hermione puts on her jacket and gets ready to walk out the door. He's like, where are you going? She said, I got to clear up the mess that you and your goddamn daughter made. Like, I wish there was cussing in this damn show because Hermione should have told them, you, and she starts speaking in Spanish, and I don't know Spanish, but oh, they could have slipped some cuss words in there. But she said, Are oh, you motherfuckers? Dude. She just should have. I would have loved to see her just go crazy because she's kind of sort of the victim in all this. Like, she's the mayor. Her husband is corrupt. Her daughter is like doing her own thing. And she, but one thing she said that I do like and appreciate, and I'm glad it was said. She said, y'all's obsession with Archie is going to destroy this family, which is the case. Yes, Archie is your boyfriend, Veronica, and you want to do everything to save him, but your obsession with him and your father's obsession with him, and I really put it a lot on her father more than Veronica because, I mean, first of all, you're the adult. Secondly, you're doing all these terrible things to him and your daughter, but it's just, that's going to tear them up. And I, I'm, I'm waiting to see that fall out. Cause I don't know. Um, but one thing I wanted to know, and maybe listeners should give me your idea on this. When the fuck was they going to do with Archie? Like I get breaking him out of prison or juvie, but then what next? Like he doesn't just get to now just go to Riverdale and play football and play instruments. You escape from juvenile. That's an added offense. Additionally, Fred was never contacted in this entire episode. I don't expect y'all to contact him and say, hey, we just got Archie out of prison. But, like, something? Like, ah, I don't know. This show is so odd. I love it, though. I love to hate it, and I hate to love it. Um, So the final scene is Betty and Jughead discussing the brand that's on Archie's stomach and talking about the game. And she's like, you know, you need to go home, you know, when the last time you slept, and Cole, Cole, uh, is like, yeah, you know, okay, I'll leave, which I'm like, y'all are deep in the woods, why didn't he just sleep either on the floor, or in the bed with Archie, like, he didn't have to go home, like, if you're telling me that this nigga is sleep deprived for, let's say, two or three days straight, and then all this excitement and confusion, and he's been playing that gargoyles game, which you know has him fucked up in the head, Betty, why would you let him just walk out on his own into the woods at night? Especially when we know the Gargoyle King is real. Albeit, it may be a human person, but we still know that he's real. Like, that's so weird. Um, then we get the uh, the warden. You know, he's in his office looking over some cards. Which one says the Red Paladin and one says kill the Red Paladin. He opens his drawer, puts it in, uh, put the cards in the drawer. And one of the security says, hey, Mayor... Lodge is here to see you. He's like, okay, I'll be out in a minute. Takes a pill, drinks the blue drink, and dies. Kills itself. Uh, pretty much like you do in the game. Then we cut back to Jughead walking through the woods, and he sees the Gargoyle King. And the Gargoyle King turns to him, which I, I, I have to admit, that is a pretty frightening uh, visual. Like, looking at that motherfucker, he... The Gargoyle... Well, it may not be a he, but looking at the Gargoyle King is terrifying like i can see and then with the lighting at the way they have this shot they riverdale has been on one this season so kudos to them but jughead sees the gargoyle king gargoyle king turns and Jughead kind of like bows or curtsies i'm like Nigga, what are you doing but then i'm also like betty you sent him out on his own and then i'm also like y'all talk about nobody knows where this bunker is it's just us and such and such But everybody knows where that bunker is like. Dilton knew. uh, Well, it was his. uh, uh, What's home, girl? uh, Ethel. uh, Ben. Not Ben. Whoever the nigga is who killed himself, who was like with Dilton. And I say all that to say that if these people knew where the bunker was and the Gargoyle King is heavily tied to these people, why wouldn't we then believe that the Gargoyle King knows where the bunker is? And that, I mean, if somebody won't Archie, they can go and get him. Like, (sighs) but I do like that we've kind of shaken up the status quo. No, we can't, with the extremes that this show has been going in, we can't at all just go back to, yeah, y'all, let's go into the Riverdale for Homecoming. Like, shit has been shaken up. So even if we return to that status quo, it's going to be for a while, and I really hope we never return to that business as usual. Like, Veronica owns a speakeasy, Archie escaped from prison. Betty is discovering all these dark secrets about her family. Jughead is like immersed in this game. And then his father says something like, yeah, you found out from Betty who Alice me. that means Alice spilled the beans or spilled the guts. And that's just one side. You don't know my side of the story, which is, has me excited because even if we don't get a flashback with the kids playing them parents with with that same story, I would like to know what the other characters perceptions of that night was like he said it could have been other kids who snuck into the the school it could have been a whole nother team that accidentally or purposely killed homeboy uh the principal so i just i'm saying on this to say that riverdale listening to me on this episode is very drastic and very different for me on the first episode of this season even from season two you know so I gotta say, I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with him, for now, I'm rocking with him, so, come on, Riverdale, I see you, I see, I see you, boot. uh, so, yeah, you know, that's, that, that'll be it, um, favorite character of this episode, I don't, I don't know, I'm thinking, I can't say Betty, I mean, I can, cause she seemed to be the one with the most sense, but then, I kinda did like Jughead's performance. I really I enjoyed him. He seemed a bit manic. He seemed not, he didn't seem too far removed from what I've seen the Sprouse Kid do before, but he was really good. Um so I don't know, there won't be a favorite this week. Yeah, everybody did good. Uh, favorite scene. I'll say The Escape was probably one of the better scenes. So I don't know, it was a good episode. So shit, fuck it. Yeah. How about you guys? tweet me and let me know. What was your favorite episode? Who was your favorite character? <laughs> who was, was your favorite scene? Did you enjoy Are you enjoying Riverdale so far? Am I like hyping this up because they're doing the bare minimum? Or do you think this is a pretty good story? I'd like to know. Um, hit me up using the hashtag WTRPod pod. And, um, Shit, give me your thoughts. Let's make this a conversation. As always, I am Rain Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd. You can catch me on Twitter, Carefree Blur, all other social media at Carefree Black Nerd. Uh, email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. Any uh, questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to talk about or discuss that you don't want you know, to do? publicly in social media or hop in the dms it goes down there apparently <laughs> and let me know what's up um, rate review comment subscribe on itunes please rate and review give me those five stars and you know write a little note i love this show i love this description i love how you do this i love how you do that i love it when you're coming big nerd boy <laughs> no 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 but um but yeah thank you all for listening uh honestly and truthfully this has been been doing this for quite a while now and every new comment like uh subscribe message all that really still fills my heart with a world of joy to know that people are listening to me even though i'm just sitting at my kitchen table talking into a microphone <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who are Black Lightning fans or just want a little bit more of Carefree Black Nerd, make sure to catch me and my co-host Cole Jackson out on uh, Instagram under the Carefree Black Nerd page. We'll be doing a live Instagram uh, pre-show, pre-game uh, of the Black Lightning, and that'll be on Tuesdays, about 15 minutes or so before the episode airs. So those the you in Central City over there at The Flash you know, you might want to peek over and say, Hey, for a little minute and then go back to your show or something. I'd like to kind of make this a thing. So, um, meet me there. And then also meet me soon after for the live tweet. So we can discuss this black lightning stuff and, uh, kind of go from there. So thanks again, everyone for uh, listening keep uh on doing that downloading the episodes and uh checking me out and let me know how you feel about it and what your thoughts are and until next time guys stay carefree stay nerdy stay geeky stay out of the gargoyle king's basement stay away from that damn juvenile prison facility and uh be blessed y'all be blessed <laughs> all right